Welcome to the Money Pilot Financial Advisor Podcast, where you team up with Money Pilot founder, former Army helicopter pilot, and your host, Katie Cannon, to put your money where your heart is. Together, we'll tackle issues big and small so you can take charge and land your financial life. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. In case you didn't hear, the Department of Education announced it will extend federal student loan forbearance again. (laughs) What is forbearance, you ask? It's the temporary suspension of loan payments. The last federal student loan forbearance extension was through September 30th of this year. The newest extension, which the department called final, will carry through to the end of January 2022, and notifications to borrowers have already started going out. Now, during this COVID-related forbearance program, federal loan borrowers are not required to make loan payments, and interest does not accrue on those loans. For our active duty military and federal employees, going for PSLF, or the Public Service Loan Forgiveness Program, this extension is more great news. This time in forbearance still counts toward your 120 months of payments required for PSLF forgiveness. Those are payments you'll never have to make as long as you complete the other requirements for PSLF. You will receive credit as though you made on-time monthly payments in the correct amount while on a qualifying repayment plan. Now to see these qualifying payments reflected in your account, you'll need to submit a PSLF form for certifying your employment for that same period of time of the suspension. Your count of qualifying payments toward PSLF is officially updated only when you make your employment certifications. So let's talk about getting ready for the end of forbearance. According to the Department of Education's studentaid.gov website, once the payment suspension ends, you'll receive your billing statement or other notice at least 21 days before the payment is due. And you don't wanna stumble on this restart, so be sure to keep your contact information up to date. You will not have to recertify your income before the forbearance period ends, even if your normal recertification date would have happened prior to that. As part of the payment suspension, your recertification date has been pushed out from its original date. So it looks like you'll need to recertify in 2022 if this is really the final forbearance extension. You should be notified of your new recertification date before it's time to recertify. And again, it's important to remember to update your contact information with your loan servicer if you've moved, changed phone numbers, or have a new email address. Also, if you'd like to recertify during the payment suspension for some reason, contact your loan servicer. Your payment amount should return to what it was before your payments were suspended unless you did recertify during forbearance. 
You can always contact your loan servicer to find out what your payment amount will be when payments start up again. Your loan servicer is your source for official up-to-date information about your loan. Finally, public loan forgiveness is a great program, but it does require you to follow strict rules to get your loans forgiven in the end. So here's a few tips to get the most out of your PSLF. First, don't make larger payments than necessary. It's very important to make all your payments on time, but paying more than necessary is money out of your pocket now that could be saved for something else. And it just means you will have less of your loan forgiven when you do reach your 120 qualifying payments. Next, don't make payments more than once a month. Those extra payments won't count as qualifying payments. Also, remember to submit your employment certification form every year and be sure to save proof of your full-time employment, like your IRS W-2. This will help avoid issues when you reach 120 payments, which obviously could be like 10 years down the road, uh, and apply for loan forgiveness. Also, if you're going to consolidate your federal loans, do it soon after you graduate from college, or don't do it because when you consolidate, your 120 payment clock gets reset. You have to start counting your payments all over again. Another important tip is that the 120 payments don't have to be consecutive. So if you take some time off from public service work, you can come back in and start where you left off. This is especially important for our service members who transition out of the military with less than 10 years of service, but plan to continue in some type of public service, like federal government, law enforcement, or working for a nonprofit, to name a few. During a gap in payment, you will need to make payments, and those payments will not count toward PSLF. But when you start up in qualifying employment again, your 120 payments clock will start where it left off. Now, the rules and the paperwork can be a real pain in the butt, but the PSLF rewards are huge. I usually tell my clients to consider staying on top of their PSLF, the best paying part-time job they'll ever have. If you have federal student loans, are in public service, and have not yet done your homework to be sure you're on the right repayment plan, that your loan payments are qualifying, and you are recertifying every year, you're losing out. Don't wait 10 years assuming you're doing it right and that your loan will be forgiven. For more information, check out studentaid.gov's PSLF page and their article with great tips Become a Public Service Loan Forgiveness Help Tool Ninja. <laughs> all these links will be in the show notes. So for all you PSLF ninjas out there, stick with it. Enjoy a few more months of loan forbearance, knowing it's money in your pocket. Then remember, be ready for payments and recertification to start up again. We'll talk with you all again next week. Thank you for joining today's podcast. Like to find out more? Visit us at moneypilotadvisor.com. Let's team up and land your financial life.